Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is Spittin' Facts with Zach. I will not tolerate players that think it's about them when it's about the team. To all the non-believers. To all the non-believers. The sports podcast about the important issues in New York and national sports. We are not a charity. We cannot give them the game. And still, still, still. No hot takes, just facts. So get your facts straight. Now, here's Zach. Can't wait. Welcome back, everybody. This is the third episode of Spittin' Facts with Zach, with Kyle. And I cannot believe that Jason Garrett is still the head coach of the Cowboys. I wanted to start off with saying that this is the greatest start to the new year, that Jason Garrett is no longer the head coach, and that a decade of absolute mediocrity is over, and it is not. How is Jason Garrett still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys right now? It's a pretty good question, Zach. It's, un- it's absolutely... <laughs> pretty good I, question, I, buddy. I'm just like so absolutely heated right now where other people <laughs> are getting head coaching jobs. Like Ron Rivera is already... It's a good hire. I think it's a good it hire. It is a good, it's hire. good hire. It is a good hire. And like, I'd be down to have Ron <laughs> yeah, Rivera right? as my head yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be down to be interviewing Mike McCarthy right now. <laughs> Like, that would be for the Giants. That would also be a good hire. They, I, they that, did. They did. I know that, him. but I think that would be a good hire. I can't. I absolutely can't. <laughs> Jason believe Garrett still is a job. He's been. He's met. He's met not once, not twice, but three times with with Jerry Jones, and we still can't come up with like a solution for like what's going on. Like you said, there's like what needs to be said after the first meeting that wasn't said in the first to to to, to warrant a second meeting. Which then, what need, what wasn't said in the second meeting that warrants a third meeting? It's unbelievable. Why are you meeting this many times? What What's not said in the first meeting that needs to be said again? That's not said in the second meeting that needs to be said again. Jerry Jones, <laughs> Jerry Jones can't get along with Jimmy Johnson after winning back-to-back Super Bowls to the point where they can no longer be working together. But Jason Garrett has been there for nine-plus seasons with two playoff wins with unbelievable talent. And he can't let go. It's a dysfunctional relationship, and it's just I can't, I can't take it, Kyle. I cannot take it. Like, and now they're saying today that like there's a remote possibility he could be back as some sort of like some sort of role within the team. I can't. I absolutely can't understand. It. And and this isn't even what I wanted the show to be about. But I just like <laughs> we did had not to get it off your chest. Did not think when we were starting this that he would still be the team on the team. Watching the game on Sunday. And the Eagles won. I was like, "All right, that's it. Like it's over. He's gonna be fired." And it's, ah, it's, ah. All right. Do you wanna do you wanna get a move on to the theme of the uh, the episode today? Ah, I All guess. Right. Let it out. I just I let guess. It out. Yes. Let it out. I guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. New decade. New decade. New Here year. New year. All right. We what we really wanted to do. Wow, that just gave me like so much stress. Just like bringing that up. Yeah, you're like, good. Right. You know, I'll, like here, I'll, I'll handle it for a minute. Wait, so, wait, wait. What, what we really want to talk about on this on this episode um, is we're gonna go over the the best sports moment for each year uh, throughout the decade, starting in 2010, going back to 2019. We're gonna go through what we think are our uh, top sports moments, American sports moments of the decade. It's gonna be a real like reminisce type episode. It's gonna be really a, cool. Yeah, a, a, a nostalgia trip, journey into like my basement where we're just talking about stuff that happened <laughs> and not not even necessarily just predicting things it's just oh this was dope 
like, oh, this was like a cool moment. Right. So just kind of thinking about the best moments that. Glossing over the decade, best sports yeah. moments of the decade. Exactly. And stuff that happened in 2010, 2011, 2012, it's crazy to think about. We were freshmen and sophomores in and high like, school. It in seems 20, like it was such a. 2009, we were freshmen and uh, like, yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah, we were. Crazy. Okay. Uh, like, I don't know. Does that mean we're young or like, does that mean we're old? Like, it just means that time flies, honestly. Time flies uh, when you're having fun. Time flies. So why don't we just... not having fun in life. (laughs) Why don't we just get right into it, and first show of 2020, we'll talk about what happened in 2010. So we basically wanted... We're going to talk about the three major sports and maybe some other things. We'll sprinkle in some of the other sports. Sprinkle in some, like, very noticeable things. So for baseball, the Giants, who, without kind of realizing it, won the most World Series out of any They have the most World Series of the decade. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's that's pretty three, interesting. Three and five years. 2010 was the beginning of the San Francisco, um, for, uh, excuse me, Giants run. Yep. Um, pretty good pretty good sports baseball season, what I'm trying to remember. But the uh, beginning of the run was pretty cool. Bumgarner was a rookie. Uh, Lincecum was wheeling and dealing on that squad. Yep. And like Lincecum um, was. Lincecum, the, Lincecum was definitely the, the wheeler and dealer. For sure. And as we were talking about the other day, like Edgar Renteria is the MVP oh my of God. the World Series. Kind of crazy how that ended up happening. Right. Giants' first win of the decade. Not much really going on else and, in baseball. And, and as I've said, like, I, I wasn't the biggest baseball guy at the time, so, like, Kyle can help me out with some certain things. So, like, I can't think of anything in particular that was particularly noteworthy for 2010 for I mean, baseball. I mean, so, like, Miguel Cabrera was still dominating yeah. baseball in the early half yep. of the um, yeah. decade. So, I'll say for basketball, seems like forever ago, but the Lakers and the Celtics played each other in an NBA Finals, what an, and what an epic Finals that was. Uh, back and forth, Glenn Davis and Nate Robinson, like big game four in that series. Celtics go up 3-2 in the series. Kobe wins his fifth. Yeah, but like before that, like we were up 3-2. Right, should have closed it out. But if you remember what happened in game six, Kendrick Perkins tears his ACL in the opening minutes of game six. That was the series Ray Allen had the three-point record in the next game, shit on the record like didn't literally hit, right? didn't hit another didn't hit three another until three. game four okay yeah literally yeah. didn't hit another three till game four but like had the record and then right yeah. just it was really hot one night and then really yeah. cold i got I, cold i'm not i i don't have it in front of me now but i remember i i one time had done the the numbers for that and it was unbelievable how cold he became but then crazy game seven end up winning at 83 79 and a slugfest that came back from 13 down and kobe gets his fifth ring Within that run for the Celtics to get to the finals, they knock out the Cavs yet again and sent LeBron running all the way out of Cleveland. Like, Celtics kicked LeBron out of Cleveland, so and he made the decision to the, go to Miami. Yeah, so for the decision, I was at an Applebee's and uh, on a camp field trip, and it was crazy. I was just, I just it's remember just being surrounded. You remember where you are. I just remember being surrounded by a lot of Knicks fans, and they yeah. were very upset he didn't go to thinking, New York. Thinking that there was actually a remote possibility of him going to New York. Right, but that was yeah. the big thing. And I remember on. I was coming home from vacation, and I was driving home on an, from in the airport and driving through Greenwich because he made the decision. In Greenwich, the, the Boys yeah, and Girls Club. Yeah, the Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. in Greenwich. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, LeBron's making decisions. Okay, so. That was crazy. And then Jason Garrett for football. So I was saying all it runs all full circle. So (laughs) that was his first year as taking over as the full-time coach um, in 2010, or he took over as interim coach that year. I, I I can't believe he's still the coach. I just can't believe he's still the coach. <laughs> and uh, for my team, that's the year we had the Deshaun Jackson miracle at the Meadowlands yeah, part so, uh, three. 
So um, yeah, many many say part two. It was really part three. It's part three. So we wanted to sprinkle in some audio clips, like one from each year that that was worth it. So if anyone remembers, just a little context, they were down thirty-one ten with about seven minutes to go in that game. It was like eight forty. So uh, yeah, but I think by the time I think around whatever. Eight, I was at this game. I was at this game. You're at the game. I'm was, at the game. I was at a football. Holy banquet. shit! I'm at the game. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy. Um, so this was this was the play. Matt Dodge, dude, just punt it out of bounds, dude. Just punt the ball out of bounds. <laughs> and Deshaun Jackson, who has averaged 14th best in the NFL, 8.7 yards per return, has not returned one for a touchdown this year. Waits, and it's a line drive kick. Jackson bobbles it, and now has to try and recover. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Deshaun Jackson still not in, and now, now in for the touchdown, touchdown no the flags. Unbelievable! <laughs> Incredible. No time left. Eagles <laughs> win. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Tom Coughlin yelling at Matt oh, Dodge is one of the funniest. Incredible. Things. That was one. Of the <laughs> and Dodge has literally no idea what to say. He's just like, uh, why did I not kick it out of bounds? Literally uh, line drive directly to one of the most <laughs> All right, so that's so, wrapping yeah. up 2010. No, 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 but I was just going to say, like, they end up going to play the playoffs. They get into the playoffs. Then they lose to Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Yes. And that ends up being his run to, like, what, as of, as of today, is his only Super Bowl. Right. And can't forget... Arguably, my famous moment, favorite moment of 2010 was the Beast Mode run. So that was incredible. Right. Cannot can't, forget Beast Mode. Can't forget about the Beast Mode run. So that was 2010. Moving on to 2011. Where do, where do you want to start with this? Baseball. Baseball. So tw- 2011, we started pretty hot with David Freeze. If you guys remember, David Freeze, uh, Cardinals, Rangers, World Series, Game 6. Hits the game-tying uh, triple. Yeah, two-run triple. It's the game-tying game. two-run triple. Over Nelson Cruz, I want to say, who was playing right field. Nelson Not Cru- positive. Nelson Cruz, I think, was playing right field on the Rangers, and um, that was really cool. And then Freeze had the go ahead, yeah, uh, go ahead walk off. So like, it. but that yeah, as we were looking, unbelievable. Like, Hamilton hits a home run in the top of the tenth to give them a two run lead, and they tie it again to uh, to put it into further into extra innings. Right. And then in the bottom, right. the, in the bottom eleventh was. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna be hearing a lot of Joe Buck. This uh, yeah, there's a good amount. It's funny. I was almost trying to like make some some of them like not Joe Buck, just because it was. We're gonna he's be on hearing so a lot many. of Joe Buck this episode. It's almost oh, like man. he's one of the most prominent announcers in, in sports. Uh, like that. It's almost like his dad did the same thing too. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um. Okay. So I moving think, on I, to basketball. Baseball wasn't that hype except for that. That's I'm not really remembering that much of 2011 besides the freeze. That yeah. that that game six was just so incredible. That's the only highlight that needs yeah. to be mentioned. Rangers such a strike away from yeah. winning twice. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So basketball, we had the Mavs over the Heat. Yeah. Dirk finally gets it done. And, That's very yeah. cool. And it was like LeBron is going to finally win his ring. He's with the Heat. He's with the super team, and literally goes from being the chosen one to the frozen one. Correct. On the biggest stage, basically gets outplayed by like Jason Terry and JJ Barea. But really, it was. 
for me, that was about Dirk, like, finally proving that exactly. he's Exactly. Dirk, fin- that was the year yeah. Dirk proved he's one of the goats. He's yeah. one of the best power forwards in the league. That was the year it's just like, okay, in our lifetime growing up, the three best power forwards, three best big men. You know, let's let's take Shaq out of it because he played a lot in, like, the late 90s. It's yeah, KG, totally it's KG Duncan, and Dirk. You know, KG, Duncan, Dirk. Yeah. That's for sure. done. Yeah, okay. 100%. Um, moving on to football in 2011. We had uh, regular season. We had Tebow time. That was the beginning of the Tebow, Tebow mania. Tebow time is Tebow so mania. amazing. Pretty, incre- I, pretty incredible. That's it's still crazy to think that that happened, and that his last ever win and last ever touchdown pass in the NFL was his game-winning 80-yard touchdown to Mary's Thomas in overtime. Incredible. Literally never had another win as a starter or threw another touchdown. So that's that's pretty unbelievable. That, and, that, now, that and, now mania. Te- and now after all all said and done with Tebow mania, he's he's still playing minor league baseball in the Mets farm system. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Unbelievable. So going on into football, uh, you wanted to put this in. You had the Saints 49ers catch part three. Yeah, that, I mean, game. that game was incredible. There were four lead changes in the final three minutes. Incredible. I mean, un- unbelievable game. NFC Championship game? Yeah, it was a divisional Division around, because, excuse me. Because obviously then Eli, leading into Eli's Re- run, oh my God. beats the 15-1 and MVP Aaron Rodgers in, in Green Bay to advance to the championship and then beats the 49ers in San Francisco. In the in the championship game, if you remember, Kyle Williams Ky- was it Kyle Williams? Kyle Williams Kyle Williams <laughs> muffing two punts, including one that l- lost them the game. In- so that was incredible, which was arguably Eli's greatest performance. And then it led to part two between the Pats and the Giants. Giants Patriots part and, two. Eli takes it again. And Eli takes it again. And the notable play in that one was Manningham the down throw, the sideline. Throw to Mario Manningham, and then. Ahmad Bradshaw accidentally scoring the game winning right. touchdown, like the most awkward play. And you know what else happened that year? Jason Garrett went eight and eight. Yeah, and that was the first of three years in which Jason Garrett lost the final game of the regular season against one of each of the three divisional opponents to lose out on the playoffs. Congratulations on being yep. a Cowboys fan and yeah, having your decade ruined by I, Jason Garrett. It's highlights. literally the entire decade was ruined by Jason. All right, 2012. We're moving on. Starting off 2012, Kaepernick Ravens. 49ers Ravens Super Bowl. Yeah, Kaepernick, Kaepernick uh, takes run. O- takes over in the Ta- middle of the year. The takes the league by storm, and they end up going on to play in the had the the power the, outage in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, had the historic comeback in the championship game. Go to the Super Bowl. Ravens end up winning the Super Bowl, and not to be forgotten, Ray Lewis's final year. He had come back from what it seemed like a uh, season-ending arm injury. Comes back for the whole playoff. Goes run. out on top. Goes out, and it's kind of underrated. His career ended with a goal line stand. Like, how fitting is that? The, very, very the goal fitting. line for, stand, especially for the Ravens. Ravens D. Exactly. Ray Lewis. Goal know? line stand ended up being incomplete to Michael Crabtree, and it's a sorry, yeah. The comeback, comeback was short. All right, so and, and that was also also the season that RG three, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck were the big quarterbacks. RG three took the league by storm, and as just as quickly as he was in, was just as quickly as he was out. <laughs> and the audio that I wanted to play for this is. 2012 was the butt fumble game, uh, Thanksgiving Day. It's kind of it's kind of unfair and sad that this ended up defining Mark Sanchez's career, but I guess it's kind of too funny to not have this be the audio. And the part I kind of love about this audio is, you know, I love Chris Collinsworth. I think he does an excellent job. 
he could not have less of an idea of like what is really going on during this play. Doesn't actually realize the hilarity of it, but this was the Buffalo play Thanksgiving night in 2012. Oh, years ago, we talked to Tom Moore then at Indianapolis, the offensive coordinator. You got a busted play here, and then oh, no. and Sanchez gets hit. The ball is loose, and it's alive. I have never seen this before in my life. Watch this. Vince Wilfork is going to throw Brandon Moore back into his quarterback. He's going to fumble the football. This is what Reggie White used to do to people, forklift them and just lift them off the ground. Mark Sanchez not expecting it, and it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball out. It's like, yeah, like Vince Wolfolk was there, but like that's not what <laughs> made, right. made the play incredible. <laughs> but so, it was just Sanchez running into his ass is really what that was. So going on to basketball, that we had the, uh, the strike shortened season in 2012, yep. which then led to LeBron – um, dethroning the Celtics. Yeah, finally. so that that famous game six when it, it looked like that he was going to lose to the Celtics yet again and comes into Boston and has one of the most historic games of all time, drops 45, 15, and 5, just totally ruthless, totally ripped my heart out. And then once it was game seven, even though we were really competitive. You knew it was – you knew. You just We were you really competitive. He hit, the, he hit the big three over Brandon Bass like late in the fourth quarter, and that uh, kind of ended up being it. And – that led to LeBron ending up going on to the finals and finally capturing that elusive title he so desperately coveted, as Mike Green, as Mike Green would say, winning in five games over the Thunder. Right, so LeBron finally got it done, and that was also the year Derrick Rose and the Bulls were the one seed, and Rose finally – Rose, not finally. Mm -hmm. Rose gets his first injury of many. Yeah, so it, it really ended his career. Game one against the 76ers, and they end up losing that series in six games to an eight seed after that happens. That and was crazy, kind of the – the downfall had begun already for De for Derrick Rose, and in baseball, the Giants won it again. Yeah, two, did you even say that? Yeah, we, yeah, we didn't, even, didn't even say that. Yeah, just like kind of a not particularly Giants uh, won it again. noteworthy thing. Giants yeah, won yep, it again. Giants won it again. So 2013 was a great year in sports, I think. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah. So the the Heat are now that was I think that was the best LeBron team. I think that was the best season LeBron ever had. They had the 27 game winning streak that year. That conference final between the Heat and the Pacers, where him and Paul George were going at it, and were able to break through in Game 7. And they go in and play the Spurs, and it looked like the Spurs were going to win the championship. Who knows what was going to happen with the, with the big three? Were they possibly going to be broken up? And they were literally bringing the Larry O'Brien trophy out on the floor, thinking that there was no way that they were going to come back. But when it was 95-92, with under 20 seconds left, I think we all know what happened to send this game in overtime. Should the Spurs foul? Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up a three. Long go. Rebound, Bosch. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Spurs do not have a timeout. Who's the, uh, who's the short guy, Cole? Norris Cole, who's <laughs> jumping up and down. Oh, yeah. I love that you pointed that out. <laughs> Norris, Norris Cole's Cole. jumping up and down before the ball is, like, basically even released. Yeah. Uh, Ray Allen, can't believe that he was even on that Heat team. Don't even get me started on Ray Allen. Just, God, that whole situation irks me, but I guess it's getting better so over time. So, Curry's breakout year? Curry totally had his breakout season that year. His real breakout game was um, against the Knicks in MSG. Had an unbelievable game. Also had an incredible series against the Spurs. They were actually the only team in the Western Conference to beat the Spurs in any games during that entire run. That was pretty incredible. And speaking of runs, it's when the Celtics 
Doc Rivers, Paul Pierce, KG run officially ended in very heartbreaking fashion against the Knicks, where they were really trying to make an incredible comeback, but that that pretty much ended. In football, yeah, 2013 in yeah. football, we had the Iron Bowl kick six. Zach and I were actually together watching that game. I, I think it's the best college football game I've ever seen, period. Yeah, in my lifetime, it's yeah. the best college football game. Like, I put that up there. Like, that's the college football game in our lifetime that goes there with, like, the Flutie game and, like, the band is out yeah. on the field. You know, and, like, I like, can't attest to the those entire games. Like, this game from start to finish was absolutely incredible. And amazing. it would have been incredible even without the kick six. Mandel will hold it. Now they've officially made it 57 yards. Remember, a blocked kick to go the other way, too. He's got to be careful and get it up. On the way. No, returned by Chris Davis. Davis goes left. Davis gets a block. Davis has another block. Chris Davis. No flags. Touchdown. Auburn. An answered prayer. Easily one of the biggest moments of the decade. Yeah, bone, absolutely bone-chilling. And then seeing Nick Saban just <laughs> throw his headset on the ground and then A.G. McCarron go and kiss his really hot girlfriend on the sideline. It's like, that sorry, honey, funny. you lost the game, but we'll have a fun time tonight. <laughs> pretty pretty much. That was, yeah, that was absolutely incredible. And then, of course, Auburn, yeah, they beat – oh, yeah, they beat they Oregon. Beat Oregon. They beat Oregon 22-19 on the, on the game. They beat Oregon. Home. Yeah, beat Oregon. So that was, that was pretty crazy. But – for the NFL, I think that was the best NFL team of the decade, in my opinion, the 2013 Seahawks. The Hawks. So dominant. You had Russell Wilson on a rookie contract. Lynch was absolutely killing it at running back. Incredible defense. They had the incredible uh, NFC Championship game against the 49ers that ended with Richard Sherman deflecting the ball, intercepted, right corner of the end zone, which led us to the famous uh, Crabtree, sorry-ass receiver speech after the game. And then they go and play the Broncos in the Super Bowl, who had basically broken every offensive record possible for most points ever scored. Peyton Manning, like around 5,400 yards, 55 touchdowns. And they absolutely dismantled them in all three phases of the game, starting with the safety from the first play from scrimmage. And it just it was a complete avalanche ever since then. Beat them 43-8, to eight, absolute domination. One of my favorite teams of the decade for sure. All right, and uh, 2013 in baseball, we had the famous Ortiz speech in Sox Run. Let's not forget that was the year with the Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah, and totally inspirational for that Inspirational, run. galvanized the city. Uh, Ortiz rallied the troops, rallied the city, and Sox went on an incredible run. That was one of my favorite yeah. Sox the teams. The Ortiz Sox Sox game tying Grand Slam is just it's too insane. Incredible. Yeah, with Tory Hunter flipping over the wall and the, the cop, police officer, the cop in the yeah. back. In yeah, unbelievable. Too, it's so insane. And side note, twenty thirteen, uh, Andy Murray finally wins Wimbledon, gets the monkey off his back. What's that? I don't w- know. Wimbledon what, is what like, is that? You don't know what Wimbledon? Is? <laughs> I do know what it is. I'm just saying it's tennis. I don't know. It's like well, it's just like Nadal and Federer kind of like were dominating forever. Djokovic was just coming onto the scene, and like Murray was still there, but. Just couldn't. He's he's British. He's from Scotland. It's just like you got to win the one like the, the big open where you're from. Just mm-hmm. a big deal. He was also the last or the first British guy to win Wimbledon in a very long time. It was a lot of years between like him and the last guy. All I'm That's saying it. is is if Wimbledon was on and South Park was on, I'd watch Wimbledon. I'd watch South Park. I love South Park, but I'd watch <laughs> Wimbledon. Okay. I got I can't do that. Moving on to 2014. 2014, we had Giants 
finally completing the dynasty, their third World Series in five years. Bumgarner yeah. with the MPV, MVP performance, which is yep. to this day one of the most incredible pitch, pitching performances yep. I've ever seen in a postseason Retired 14 run. straight. Not, and not to be forgotten was the walk-off home run to win the pennant to get to the World Series. Right. Literally winning the pennant on the home run just to even get them there. Of course, Bumgarner comes in in Game 7, beats the Royals in Game 7. That was, an, that was an incredible game. Incredible sure. thing to watch. And what one thing that was plaguing the 2014 baseball season we had was, let's not forget, A-Rod was suspended the entire year. He was suing baseball over his alleged PED usage. Stained. Yeah. Stained. Crazy. Like, sues the league, sues the Yankees. And it, has anyone in the history of sports made a bigger turnaround than A-Rod? Like, that was only five years ago. And he was, like, a villain of the of sports A-Rod's and baseball. A-Rod's such a dick. Dude, I remember— Dude, he's I, got that OJ manipulative personality. Dude, he I've does. I've been saying it. Dude, I remember when A-Rod, like, was being interviewed by the press for what was going on. Yeah. And he was asked, like, A-Rod, you know, A-Rod, what are you taking? You know, come on, what are you taking? He's just like, his, his answer, yeah, I, I don't know what I was taking, but uh, they look like Tic Tacs. Like, fucking <laughs> amazing. <laughs> like, that's incredible. It's like, fuck you, A-Rod. You hate it, God. God, he's so, oh my God. That's hilarious. And then, even though you were a Red Sox fan, you wanted to... We have to touch on the Derek Jeter walk-off single to yeah. end his career. That was, as a Red Sox fan, that was the one and only time I was watching something Yankee-related and was just like, wow, I can't believe what I'm seeing. That was yeah. actually very cool. The Derek Jeter walk-off single to end his career in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Do you remember that actually wasn't his final game, though? No, it wasn't his final game, but it was, it was his final game in Yankee yeah. Stadium. So, like, that's why— Because he didn't went to Fenway. Yeah, that's yeah. why. It's, like, final game in—it's just so crazy. cool. It's Definitely just crazy. such a crazy way to end the career. Um, uh, just, I'll quickly touch on basketball because it's a little bit more for football. That was LeBron's last run with the Heat. What makes it to the finals. In my opinion, I couldn't believe that. I thought the Spurs were done. I thought Manu Ginobili was done the previous year. And it goes from Manu Ginobili in 2013— having one of the worst finals performances ever to a year later yamming it over Chris Bosh <laughs> like with authority in a, like a game clinching or series clinching uh, game in game five they absolutely absolutely by a record margin of points actually just destroyed the heat Kawhi Leonard we didn't even know what he was going to become at that point but he was able to win final MVP Duncan and, gets his and, fifth. and Duncan gets his fifth title Duncan gets so his that fifth. was that was pretty incredible Mm-hmm. Couple things to touch on for football. Where do you want to go first? Des Bryant caught the ball. Des Bryant did not catch. Des Bryant the ball. caught the ball. Des Bryant one hundred percent caught the ball, <laughs> but the refs that day decided that he did not catch the ball. That's exactly what happened. Like people talk about Des Bryant in that situation. That play defined Romo's career. Defined a that lot was of like people's Romo's, careers. That was Romo's moment. There was there was like about four minutes left, so the game wasn't over. But it's like. Oh my God! Like, reaction. That was the best Cowboys team, in my opinion, of of, of was, the decade. Of the decade, that was the best tab- Cowboys. Better team than of the 2016, decade. and that team was incredible. Demarco Murray, Offensive Player of the Year, bummer, but, uh, unbelievable. God, I can't. I still can't get get over that happening. And something I'll just quickly touch on. I think is funny about that whole run because it leads into the Super Bowl. So each team basically had something insane happen for them to get there. So the Cowboys in the wild card game against the Lions. Had that incredibly controversial pass interference that was overturned, and they didn't even mention that it was overturned. And th- on the fourth down, so then the Cowboys just got the ball when it looked like they that the Lions basically extended the drive and were going to win the game. In addition to Des Bryant running on the field from the sideline without a helmet, should have been a penalty in itself. 
really weird situation going on, and then Terrence Williams catches the game when he touchdowns, so the Lions kind of get screwed. Then the Cowboys advance. They get screwed over by the Des Bryant play, which allows the Packers to advance. The Packers advance. They blow the championship game in one of the most unbelievable championship games ever. Can't recover the onside kick. They crazy things were happening in that game and end up losing the game in overtime to the Seahawks to the Seahawks on the Golden Tate touchdown oh no it wasn't Golden Tate it was oh it was Jermaine Curse. Jermaine Curse caught the touchdown uh to win the game 20-22 in overtime and then the Seahawks then they get in the situation where they're about to win the Super Bowl all you got to do is not even give the ball to to Marshawn it's run any play other than that which I don't understand it's you're literally taking a one-step hitch and throw where there's no read. It's like I'm throwing the slant you are, over the you're middle. You're throwing the ball before the play's even exactly. Being, like hiked. There's, there's you no know where you're throwing. You're the just ball. it's one step and throw. It's like it doesn't to Ricardo Lockett. It's like it's not like you're throwing it to Calvin Johnson. Like I, so, just run any play other than they did, and here's the play. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Real Malcolm Butler, who almost made the phenomenal play that wound up in Percy's arms. There are flags on the field for a celebration. Amazing. And and that play defined Lynch's career. It's kind of funny now that he's back. If we can beast mode, yeah, back, baby. And just to kind of go off subject for a second, he comes back for the game on against the 49ers last week and they literally had the opportunity on second and second and goal again to give him the ball and basically write the situation and they completely messed up the situation got a delay of game that whole thing was hilarious Lynch once again doesn't even touch the ball yeah, didn't, didn't even touch the ball because they got a delay of game they fucked it up because they messed it up again that was crazy so yeah the and then within Lynch not getting the ball it kind of restarted Brady's run of dominance because he hadn't won a Super Bowl in 10 years and then he's able to get his fourth and totally like rebooted his let's not his forget Brady game. during that year was played by the uh the whole deflate gate yeah and that's when he it's oh my god that was the deflate well not the that, whole year well the end of the the, the was, Colts the Colts the, AFC was, championship yeah. game started deflate gate yep. in 2014 yeah and then it went into the next year where Brady was suspended we'll get to that in 2015 yeah. so he was not suspended in 2015 whatever so, yeah so he wasn't 2015 was kind of an an, an interesting year for me, because that's when I really became a, a big Mets fan. As heartbreaking as the season was in the end, the run to get there was just—it was honestly magical. And the run really started with this. This is a this this clip's a little biased for the one clip to play for 2015. But Wilmer Flores, I I had touched I talked about this on one of the previous podcasts after thinking he was being traded and wasn't traded. He was crying on the field. Now all of a sudden he's back, and we're playing this pivotal series against the Nationals. He already had the RBI earlier in the game, has a couple incredible diving stops. We're in the bottom of the 12th. Wilmer Flores with the opportunity to write his own script, tied at one on the bottom of the 12th. God, I love Gary Cohen. 
Is Gary Cohen not just the absolute goat? I can't wait for baseball. I can't wait for baseball. (laughs) It's the goddamn. Gary, Keith, and Ron in the booth. Gary, Keith, and Ron. So the Royals end up beating the Mets, which was the most competitive five-game series like I could think of. Incredibly competitive. Very interesting series. Also uh, also on baseball, the Jose Bautista uh, incredible home run against the Rangers. If you have a random hour that you don't have on – like some an hour of free time, look up that inning in full on YouTube because the entire inning was absolutely incredible, starting with like really controversial plays on the top of the inning about catcher interference or batter interference, and there were bottles being thrown on the field. That's really – that's leading up to that is what led to the Jose Bautista having so much energy and emotion in it because of what happened previously in that uh, 2015 is really when the Warriors dynasty began for in basketball. Curry wins MVP. Yeah, Curry won the MVP, and it's crazy because he like he had a pretty good year, but wasn't even anything compared to the next year, and he'd already had one MVP. That was our first of four straight Cavs and Finals match, uh, Cavs Warriors Finals matchups, because LeBron had made the decision to go home, come back to Cleveland, wanted to bring them a title, uh, and then if you remember, LeBron was basically on his own in that final. Kyrie dislocated his knee in game one. Kelly Olenek took out Kevin Love <laughs> earlier in the playoffs, so he was out. And he absolutely carried the Cavs, basically putting up like 40, 12, and 10 every night. It, was, it still wasn't enough because the Warriors, we didn't realize we were becoming one of the biggest dynasties that we would ever know. In football, Peyton Manning's last season, he was horrendous. He was absolutely horrendous. Carried by yeah, incredible Carried by defense. the defense. He, I mean, people forget Brock Osweiler started many games within that season. And then because he performed well, got a huge contract. Hilarious. And he's awful. Is he, I don't even know what team. Is he even on a team right now? I'll, Osweiler's probably backing up someone somewhere, Some, but I couldn't tell somewhere. you. I couldn't tell I you I think where. he was with Miami last year. But, yeah, that, that was crazy. He had nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions on the season. But they wanted his leadership for that playoff run. And he really didn't even throw the ball that much, but – once they got to the Super Bowl against Cam Newton's 15-1 MVP season, they were able to win 24-10, basically behind Von Miller in the defense. I mean, the two biggest plays of the game were Cam Newton getting stripped inside his own five and recovered for a touchdown earlier in the game, and then Von Miller getting the strip late in the game, and then Cam Newton making a business decision to not jump on top of the football, of which his career has absolutely never been the same since that particular moment, in my opinion. Never been the same since then. Hasn't bounced back. Yeah, and then I just wanted to touch on arguably my favorite game of the of the playoff game of the decade, Packers Cardinals playoff game. Absolutely incredible stuff was happening. If anyone remembers, like the last five minutes of that game, Larry Fitzgerald, I don't think it was, I think it came off Fitzgerald's hands, deflected pass in the end zone, called for a touchdown. It's twenty to thirteen. The Packers have a fourth and twenty inside their own ten with under a minute left to extend their season. Rodgers rolls left deep in his own end zone. Throws it like 50 yards, 60 yards in the air. It's complete to Janus inside the 40, or roughly inside the 40. And then he, with five seconds left, throws the Hail Mary into the end zone. Tie the game. Absolutely incredible. And then they lose, the the Cardinals win the toss. The first play of overtime, Carson Palmer somehow gets out of it, rolls right, throws across the field to a wide-open Larry Fitzgerald. Makes an incredible catch and run all the way down to the five-yard line. Two plays later, they later they throw a shuffle pass. 
player for Cheryl to win the game in overtime. And once again, another situation that Aaron Rodgers goes into overtime and never even touches the football. Happens to them all the time. But that was definitely one of the, I think, one of the better games of the decade for sure. It was worth noting. And I don't know if it was, I think it may have been my girlfriend telling me this, or maybe it was you, that 2016 was arguably one of the most incredible sports years, like almost ever. If you think about particularly the three. 2016 was pretty good. The th- particularly the three championships in each of the sports were absolutely incredible. I'll start with basketball. That was Kobe Bryant's final season, and he, for the most part, had technically one of the worst seasons anyone ever had because he still wanted to chuck the ball up. And that final game, when he dropped 60 points against the Jazz, who coming into the night actually needed the game to make the playoffs, absolutely caught fire late. Believe he hit his last five shots from the field. They were feeding him the ball, obviously. Yeah, they were and doing like, it. Everyone on the Lakers I mean, was doing this on purpose. He he literally was twenty four or fifty from right. the field. He took right. 50 everyone shots. knew what was going on, but at and the, everyone yeah. wanted it to happen. And at the end of the game, he just absolutely took over and like actually hit the game winning jumper, which was like, very cool. Absolute. That was absolutely inc- like that great that, way to go out. Absolutely incredible. And everyone was there, like Kanye and Snoop Dogg and Jack. Um, Jack is there and ev- everything. That was absolutely crazy. But like before we go away from the NBA, in my opinion, the greatest basketball team, even though they didn't win, was the 73-9 and Warriors. Steph Curry had the greatest basketball season I've ever seen anyone have. He was absolutely unbelievable that season. Is that the team of the decade? I think it is, even though they technically – honestly, the 20 – I hate the argument of like team of the decade because it's like if you didn't if, win – Would you say they're the best team of the decade? It's between them and the 2013 Heat. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And they, if people for, no, I guess people don't forget. The, 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 the Thunder were up 3-1, obviously. They were up 3-1 against the Warriors in the conference final, and it looks like they were going to be taken out. But KD and Westbrook couldn't get it done. The incredible game six, Clay Thompson with his record number of threes, and Curry and Thompson both hitting threes late to end up uh, tying it at three games apiece. Go on to Game 7, win that series in 7. KD, it become, oh, KD blows the 3-1 lead. Then they go on to the finals. They're absolutely dominating the Cavs through four games. They're up three games to one. Him and Kyrie were able to put together incredible performances. Him and Kyrie both have have 40-point games. LeBron had another 40-point game. And then in Game 7, we all know what happened in that one with LeBron in the end getting the block off Iguodala. And then Kyrie hitting the game-winning three over Steph Curry in the final of that game seven also ended up being 83-79, just like in the 2010 game seven uh, final score. Kind of interesting quirk. And for college basketball, I think we know what the moment of the year was for that for 2016. So 2016 was the year we had Villanova in North Carolina in the March Madness NCAA Finals Championship game. And that's the year we had Chris Jenkins hitting the buzzer beater to win the game, which was unreal. But also, who was the one on UNC who hit the incredible shot to tie it right before that? Marcus Page? Or or was it McAdoo? I think it may have been. I think it was Marcus Page. Yeah. Not important because the real moment, because no one cares because they lost. And that's why it's great because no one remembers. Because no one cares. An incredible floating double clutch in midair shot. Yeah, you know the shot I'm talking about. Well, Jordan is just like celebrating his yep. mind out in, in the stands. But and no one cares because Chris Jenkins did this. Going to go length of the court with Archie Diakono. 
three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. The way the fireworks and everything goes off right when the ball goes in the yeah. hoop could not have been more perfectly timed yeah. and cooler in the moment. And the fireworks sounded so weird. <laughs> like the fireworks sounds like like some like gunshots. Like it's it's crazy. I'm sure some yeah. people there thought they were. Yeah, literally <laughs> for sure. It's fucked for making jokes about that. It's yeah, just but the like, time we live in. Yeah, it's honestly. the decade we live in now. Okay, so so that was incredible basketball for football. So Brady ends up finally two years later getting suspended four games for Deflategate, which was ridiculous. He still ends up putting together an incredible season, end up making it to the Super Bowl, and in the Super Bowl, I remember watching that when the interception was, the pick six was returned for a touchdown by Alfred, making the score 21 nothing. I was like, wow. Like, are the Falcons about to win the Super Bowl? Are the Falcons about to get their first Super Bowl yeah, like, win are, ever? Are, it's, and they're like, wow, like Brady looks really bad. Is this the and end it, of the and dynasty? It get, and it gets even worse. They end up down 28-3 with under three minutes left to go in the game. Uh, it's, it's, with uh, under three minutes left to go in the I mean, third. Excuse me. Down 28-3 with under three minutes to go in the third quarter. And they end up putting together the unbelievable comeback. The high tower strip sack was really the one that propelled it. And then it looked like that they were the Falcons were actually going to like hold off when Julio Jones had the incredible toe-tap grab late in the game when there was 28 to 20 and then Kyle Shanahan who I guess is doing a great job now calls a pass play and Matt Ryan takes a huge sack they're almost out of field goal range then they throw another pass to get back into field goal range but there's holding took them out of field goal range end up punting the ball back to the to the Patriots Edelman has the incredible catch on that drive end up tying the game or in the touchdown, and then they still need the two-point conversion because Gostowski had missed an extra point earlier. They needed two two-point conversions in that. End up tying the game at 28. And then another situation where it's like once Brady won the toss, that was game. Like you knew he's going, you knew, it was over. You knew he's going down the field and gonna, he's not going to give an opportunity to the Falcons get the ball. And James White ends up scoring the touchdown, and Brady had won. At that time, I, I mean, he was already the GOAT then for what for the unbelievable comeback and ended up being his fifth ring yeah that was one of my favorite games um ever and and with the cowboys just quickly to touch on that cowboys were 13 and 3 and they lost their first playoff game to the packers at home and another jason garrett fun year for us even though we were incredibly good but when it matters most count on jason garrett to come up small once again the cowboys choke completely choked Completely Once joke. again, it's the theme of the decade with the boys. And then also for all the college, that was the 2016 season as the when Hunter Renfro caught the game-winning touchdown against Alabama. The Clemson-Alabama National Championship game. That was Clemson-Alabama part one, right? Correct? Or is it part two? And that was part two of the they, – they, Alabama had beaten them the year before. Right. Yeah, so that was, that's so, what it was. So the Renfro game was Alabama-Clemson part two. Mm-hmm. And what an unbelievable game yeah. because Jalen Hurts had led them down the field thinking that he had had the game-winning drive. Touchdown run, yep. And Didn't. Deshaun Watson then gets the ball and yep. makes history. With like one second left on the clock. Yep. So, But out of all the things in 2016, I think the biggest one had to be the Cubs ending the drought. Absolutely. Yeah. Cubs finally get the World Series. 
get the curse over yep. with. Incredible. Yep. And to tie everything in with 2016, so the Cavs, they end up breaking the curse of Cleveland, no no title since 1964, by overcoming a 3-1 lead in dramatic fashion to win their championship. Then the Indians, just a few months later, are trying to break their curse, there, and they're up three games to one. And they end up blowing a 3-1 lead to the Cubs, who end up breaking a end up breaking a bigger curse than the Cleveland itself. I think it's funny how like the ca- sports work like that. Yeah, like that's that's just some crazy sports stuff. And it's crazy the Rajay Davis home run to tie the game off Chapman. It was like, oh wow, like it's like wow, the Indians are gonna get it yeah. done. Wow. Yeah. Also, kind of funny. I totally forget who this was. Do you, there was some guy who tweeted like months before the playoffs started that the Cubs and Indians would be playing in a game seven of the World Series and neither team would be able to break the drought so it would end game seven regulation would end and there would be a rain delay because no God couldn't decide whether or not which team they wanted to break the drought in real life like there was a rain delay after the ninth inning there was like a 20 minute rain delay going into extras like that's some pretty God needs some extra time to figure out who's Whose life yeah. is gonna f- eternally fuck, and yeah. whose life he's gonna save? That was pretty crazy that we could say that we watched the Cubs win a World Series in our lifetime. Very cool. You want to know what's also pretty cool? What the next year being able to say that we finally saw the Eagles win a Super Bowl in our lifetime? Yep. So then on to twenty eighteen. Twenty seventeen. No, we don't need to talk about twenty seventeen. We don't need to talk about twenty seventeen. Let's just get it over with. Here's the Philly special. Against Peyton Manning because you don't want him to get the ball too many times. You don't think you can hold him out. And here we go. This could decide the game. Fourth and goal. Uh-oh. And they're going to snap it. And it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles. Touchdown. Chills. Not, not sick. Not sick. Chills. Not sick. One of the greatest <laughs> sports moments of my life. I just think it's annoying that now every team tries to run Every the team special. is running the Philly special yeah. now. Low-key. Kind of every, every team has it in their playbook. Yeah. We see it in a lot of college football games. Even though the Eagles were not the first team to do it, a high school team ran it, a college team, Clemson ran it, another college team ran it, a, uh, I forgot which, I think the Bears ran it that year in the regular season. Like Jeez, Teams were running, running it, but the, the Eagles just made it famous, obviously, because yeah. it was in the Super Bowl. But what an, it's a good play call, but... <sighs> oh, incredible. Definitely that was the highlight of 2017 for yeah. me. Highlight 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 of your season, but arguably the biggest the biggest singular play of the decade was the Minneapolis miracle. Oh, that the, was cool. By the Vikings over the Saints to win. But like we were kind of saying where we can't even remember who hit the shot for UNC. It's like you know, the Vikings have that incredible play, but when you get blown up by the Eagles in the championship game, like who, who cares? Who really cares? Who really that cares? Much, you know, and that's and that's why being a Minnesota Vikings fan is awful. That that is like an underrated, like one of the worst teams. Like, Snake bit, yeah, yeah. They have awful. The their radio announcer, or um, I know, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. Their about, radio yeah. announcer calling all of like their blown games Amazing. is incredible. Yeah, she's like, you have got to be. Kidding me? It's just like yeah. like the Brett Favre pick one. It's just like it's like I'm not kidding you. This is what happens yeah. when you like are the ra- the Vikings radio guy. Yep. Yeah. So the Astros they won the World Series. Astros dominant the team. World they Series. beat the Dodgers in seven. They were cheating the whole time. Yep. So I don't know. It's like Aaron Judge kind of took the league by storm that year. 52 home runs as a rookie, and the Astros and Yankees played in a pretty competitive. It's just so weird talking about that because it's like doesn't feel like that the long Astros ago. won all four games at home. 
and like lost all the games in Yankee Stadium. It's just like, what the fuck was going on in the in the Minnie Maid Park? That just like a we bunch don't know of about. Dirty like, rotten scoundrels. Like, uh, yeah, it's, that's so weird. I mean, moving moving on to basketball. Yeah, I mean, we I, had the Celtics unexpected run to only just get blown out yeah. by the Cavs, and then KD went to the Warriors, and the Warriors just kind of beat the Cavs. Beat them up. Not that exciting. They beat them up. Hey, we had it, the tour takeover. Yeah, so that's uh, 2017 season is when Tua Tagovailoa takes over for like that pronunciation. Kind of just killed that. Taking over for Jalen Hurts at halftime has the incredible comeback over Georgia. I feel like Georgia throughout this decade was also just getting so many heartbreaking plays for Georgia. Georgia yeah. unfortunately had to deal with playing Alabama yeah. all the time. They also had that heartbreaking Hail Mary against Auburn. Right. Just like so many other things. But then like no, nope. the whole state of Georgia in the city of not, Atlanta not suffered great. so hard in not this great. decade. Not great. Like the Braves blew it every time they were in the playoffs. How often were they even in the playoffs in this decade? Pretty often. Good amount, I guess. Good amount. I'd say at least four. Blew it this year. They blew it this year. Yeah. Um, Braves were a good team this decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and, and no one had ever heard about Tua Tagovailoa at that time. Right, freshman just comes out yeah. of nowhere, came off the bench, throws the throws the game winning touchdown in overtime. That was crazy because that was when he came in the game. It was freshman who no one has ever heard of playing against freshman on Georgia. Like Jake Fromm was a freshman that yeah. year. That was cool. So it was freshman, freshman. Yeah, so that was 2017. And moving on to 2018, I know the one you wanted to talk about. Yeah, we had. 2018 UMBC takes down Virginia first time ever in the history of March Madness a 16 seed has upset a one yeah. seed not in controversial fashion not on a game winner they blew them out they blew yeah. it they blew them out yeah. it, they they knocked they knocked their socks off yeah ah crazy and it's funny thinking about last year everyone was doubting Tom Brady and the Pats like didn't think they could get it done and like now this year it's just like people are doubting them even more but Loki back to UMBC, it's like yeah. Virginia, they, they, they lose, and then the next year they just win it all. Yeah, I was going to say that for 2019, yeah. <laughs> they just like, win it all. It's, it's kind of like what we were trying to explain to Tommy the other day where, like, them losing to the Yankees in 03 on the Aaron Boone homer is almost – it needed to happen for, like, the 2004 run coming back against 3-0. The Boone homer made coming back against the Yankees and then winning better. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas, like, them losing to UMBC. And then winning it all next year. It's just, year. like, it almost makes it worth it because it's, like, not worth it, but it makes the it makes the run so much better. It's a two-part movie. Yeah. Unless you were a senior. Unless you were a senior in 2018. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. But, yeah, so football, Mahomes totally burst on the scene. He was the uh, second player ever to throw 50 tu- – or third player ever to throw 50 touchdowns in a season and loses to Tom Brady, that incredible AFC championship – to the not so incredible Super Bowl against the Rams, it's crazy. And that was probably the worst Super Bowl of the decade. I'm gonna, I'll quickly go. Eh. Was that, it, it, it was boring. Great. It was boring as shit. They, I'll admit, yeah, it was boring. There was. I don't care what you say about good defense. It was not. An it wasn't great. Game it wasn't even great. It, it was literally fun. just incomplete passes and punts. Yeah, it wasn't but, fun. Yeah, I totally agree. Though um, the big play of the game was the, the play to Gronk down the sideline. Like that was pretty much it. Like mm-hmm. couple. There's a couple defensive plays that stands out, but in a season that had so much scoring, the fact the fact that that would be the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever is pretty crazy. We had the Warriors win it all again in 2018. Yep, won it all again and just sent Cleveland or sent LeBron running out of Cleveland again. We had the Sox set a franchise yeah. record with 
wins in a single season. Yeah, best, that was best a, Sox team ever. Yeah, that was a pretty crazy run. Cr- incredible run. They went wire to wire. Beating the, the Yankees best team was pretty all, cool. Best team all year. Beating the Yankees in the playoffs was cool. Was at yeah. game. Was at game. You were at their worst game. Of the was at their worst game. Yeah. Uh, You're at game two. Fuck yeah. Okay, game two. Yep. Price was pitching. Yeah. Sanchez um, was hitting bombs. Oh, then the, the, the whole price dynamic too. It's like incredible. especially in that game, like oh my god, like should should See, price be like taken out of the rotation? Everyone, everyone, like, I was like around in Fenway Park during that game was ready to find David Price and murder him yep. after that game. It's just like, bro, pitch the fucking ball over the yeah. plate and have it be a strike. And it's crazy because now no matter what he did before that or after, it's just like it's fine. Ring, ring, got a ring. Yep, everything's okay. Got a ring, and that's everything's the okay. Series against the Astros was crazy. Unbelievable too. series. The Benintendi, Benintendi catch, catch was one of the greatest plays I've ever yeah. seen in baseball. It's a game-saving, series-saving, World Series-sending <laughs> yeah. catch. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like that one diving catch makes it three-one as opposed to two-two. Unbelievable. Yeah, yep, totally changed. It's like the once it's three-one, we're gonna lock it up in the next game, and that's yep. what happened. Yeah, pretty much. And onto twenty nineteen. For football, it's still t- in progress. It's kind of hard to talk still about because whatever you guys want to say, like whatever happens in January and February of 2020 is 2019 because that's the 2019 NFL season. So that's just the way it is. So nothing's happened. I, th- I say the biggest story. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's taking the league by storm. MVP. We know he's going to win MVP. Mm-hmm. Obviously should. Um, pretty crazy. For basketball, like Kawhi and the Raptors, even though the Warriors were just completely decimated, by injuries by the it's end of It's still that. incredible and very impressive. The whole yeah. run was shocking. Yeah, crazy. Was shocking. Yeah, it is crazy by the end of game six that it was literally like no Thompson either, like had torn the ACL. But all credit to Kawhi, the incredible run over Giannis. You can't take over, it away. Yeah, beat, I mean, Giannis was the MVP, beats him in the conference final as well. So, uh, and, of course, the shot against the Sixers in right. game seven. We were watching that together. Remember we were watching that? We are all just kind of like silently watching the game, just kind of sitting there and just like, Shot goes up. We're all just silent. It's just like, hits the rim, hits the rim, hits the rim. It's like, ah! like, like instantly <laughs> screaming like crazy. And B's reaction. <laughs> yeah, just like literally crying. And then I know your favorite topic is like how awesome the Nats run was this that, year. Oh, man. The Nats run this year was one of the best postseason runs. Yeah. It's just the whole season, too. They were left for dead. I personally didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. No one did. I, I, I was I was, I was, was rooting for the Mets to make the playoffs to get that wild card spot, the last wild card spot. Because we could have made the same run. We could have made we the same run. We were built the same way. Like, the same uh, but, you, but you didn't. But we the, didn't because we suck. The, because <laughs> Diaz is on your team. Mm. And So the Nats get into the playoffs, and it's just what an incredible run. They, it all started with the Soto the Soto. Uh, Against the Brewers? Yeah, because, I mean, it's technically game-tying hit with the error that ended up giving them the lead. Right, the error, like, the, the right fielder. They, they're literally down three-run with the best guy, the best bullpen guy that year on the mound, Hater. Josh Hader. That, yeah, talk about something that's sparking a run. Like, incredible. In- incredible. The whole run was phenomenal. We the, think, think about the, the moments the Nationals had, the Trey Turner incident. Like, that literally almost yeah. ruined baseball. Yeah, and then, ruined baseball. And the, Oh, and then don't forget, the, don't forget the Dodgers with the back-to-back homers the, with Rendon and Soto off right, Kershaw. Right, like Kershaw. And then oh my Kendrick God. hitting the grand slam. Kershaw's and, legacy once again tarnished. Like, unbelievable yeah. postseason. Just yeah. the Nationals run was And incredible. then in Game 7, well, and then the fact that no home team won. Right. Oh, no. my God. The fact that every road team won, yeah. unbelievable. That's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. It went 7. Just, uh, and then, couldn't have wrote a better yeah. script. And Greinke's absolutely dominating in Game 7. And then classic, like, Houston's pump for analytics. Oh, he's completely dominating. But he's third up, time through the lineup. We gotta take it's him like out. Let up a homer, so it's like okay. Even though it's still two to one, so they bring in a totally gassed Will Harris. He comes into the game after uh, Soto had walked in the previous at bat. 
against Granky. So they bring in Will Harris, and Howie Kendrick makes Nationals history. He struck out 11, walked one, opponents hitting 176 against him. That's down the right field line into the corner. This ball is gone for a home run. Nationals on top. Howie Kendrick has made it 3-2. Off the pole and right. So I want to let it play a little so we can hear that celebration in the dugout. That is that Adam, is so cold. Adam Eaton and Howie Kendrick. So cold. Put, putting the putting the big rig in reverse. Oh god, that is awesome. Man, that was incredible. Like Howie Kendrick's rounding the bases. I can't imagine how much adre adrenaline yeah. is, th is is just flowing through you. It amazing that just seeing that just like everyone there must have been so stunned. Joe Buck has no idea what to call. It's just like you hear the bang. Because he, he's like, and Kendrick hits the home run. It's like, I can't even yeah, believe that. I, just I, happened. I don't know what's happening. The way the sound that it hit off the foul pole also is so just sick. unbelievable. And like, just Kendrick's is just so fired up. It's just like the dugout is so fired up. It's yeah. like, fuck the Astros. Like, it was so sick. Yeah, literally. Does that wrap up the decade? That wraps up. I mean, I can't decade. think of anything else. Like, I'm sure there's many other things that we could talk for hours. There's on, so many like, things we could have talked about. We 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 left out 2015 American Pharaoh winning the Triple Crown, first Triple Crown winner since 1978. Firm like, got it done. It's like a it's like a short guy on a horse. Tri know. Triple Crown winners are very sick. That's cool. It's like a short guy on a horse. There might not be another one for, for how many decades? Wasn't we there don't literally know. just one like recently? Dude, I know a lot about horses, dude. I'm a big horses guy. I I, I watched the Triple Crown. I listened to it on the radio while delivering pizzas, and people were going crazy, and I was like, so this horse ran faster than other horses three times? That was kind of my mindset when I when I heard that. You're ignorant, man. And I was just like, why is there not sports talk on You're just so right ignorant. <laughs> All right. All right. So I, I think that, that wraps that up. That wraps up the decade. Um, what an incredible decade filled with incredible sports memories. Yeah. Um, I think I have, like, two followers on Twitter. It's uh, Spittin' Facts 40, but, like... I don't even know why I have followers. Like, who who are those couple random people? They're probably bots. I don't know. But, like, if someone's listening to this and, like, wants to, like, tweet at me, like, some dope stuff about what they think about what their favorite moments of the decade are, that would be awesome. But, like, probably won't happen. But it's fine. I respect it. It's all good. Uh, we're having fun. It's we're all having, good. We're having more fun than you're having fun. We're, we're having fun. We're having more so, fun. So we just talked a while about that. So just in our closing seconds um, – Got the NFL playoffs coming up. Give me your overall prediction for the NFL playoffs. Biased prediction first. Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to take care of business on the Seahawks. Take care of business on whoever we play next, and we're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Unbiased prediction. Okay. Unbiased prediction. Ravens, Seahawks. <laughs> so beating my Eagles. Uh, Ravens, Seahawks, and we'll... I just want to see Lynch... I, uh, you want to see mm. Lynch back get it done? Yeah. I think I, I think the Saints are the best. Team really the unbiased prediction is Ravens Seahawks, but my, we're not going to go there yet until the Eagles lose. But the Eagles are going to win, so the Eagles it, are going to get it done. It, my Pat's prediction is a lot harder that they didn't get that bye. I can't believe that the Dolphins beat them in in New England. Fitzmagic got it done. He is Fitzmagic, honestly. I right? can't I can't believe that. 
that people will never forget this about Ryan Fitzpatrick. You, you know, everyone will remember one th- one thing or another about his journeyman career, but people won't forget the fact that he spoiled the Patriots getting a number one. Excuse me, he spoiled the getting Patriots a getting a bye for ten years in a row yeah. throughout the whole decade. The Patriots. Yeah, this was the first a, year that they didn't they, have a bye since two thousand nine. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Unbelievable. No one's gonna remember that if the Pats win the Super Bowl. Exactly. <laughs> and on that note, we should wrap it up. Yeah, that 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 was the episode. It was kind of our decade wrap up. Hopefully, you enjoyed us talking about what we thought were kind of our favorite moments of the decade, what needed to be talked about, and all that kind of stuff. Next week, who knows what we'll talk about next week? Probably some NFL playoff stuff. We're gonna spend a lot of time talking about football, and maybe we'll do a little bit of basketball. But probably yeah, and, we'll, and some baseball stuff majority, that's happened that we didn't get to talk about. Maybe in the last not two even. Weeks. Just, we should just majority football. All right, lots. It's playoffs, boy. Playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had fun. I had fun talking about the decade with you. Uh, hopefully, this was pretty enjoyable. Hopefully, we're doing this in 10 years. Yeah, ho- yeah. hopefully. We'll see. So with that, see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Spittin' Facts with Zach. Follow Zach on Twitter at SpittinFacts40 and continue listening on Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts.